Welcome to Eclipsis, a dark fiction podcast. Hey, this is Elazar, host and writer of season one. The second story is the one that helped inspire Eclipsis. I always wanted my own audiobook podcast, but one day a comedian friend said he listened to this story via text reader, and he enjoyed it enough he heard it multiple times. Now, three years later, I created the audiobook I've always wanted for this story. So shout out to the homie Raf Hernandez. This episode is dedicated to you, bro. Without further ado, I'm excited to introduce Son of a Samurai. The morning before the great battle, my father gifted me his old Naginata as a sign of my manhood. With the spear in hand, we rode on horseback to the nearby forest so that I could get a handle of the weapon. In the afternoon, we spotted a black bear in the distance. I injured it with my arrow, and it ran off but didn't get far. In honor of my father, I stabbed it in the heart with my spear. With a battle cry, I took its life as it moaned out the last air in its lungs. We skinned and butchered the bear together in an opening under the canopy and made a fire. Afterward, I sharpened sticks with the spear and punctured the maroon-colored meat to cook above the fire under the now deep orange sky. Father read silently from a scroll while I worked with the sticks. They held direct orders from the shogun. He said I did not need to know them, and I did not question him. We sat together on a fallen tree while the juices of the meat dripped and sizzled into the flames below. Vines covered our raw wooden seats. Different species dominated throughout rotted bark with all shades of jade and small, bright pink flowers sprouted. The sporadic veins and their war for territory continued to constrict the corpse of the once mighty tree. They reminded me of the senseless clan wars. After some time, my father rolled up the scroll and put it away. Son. Yes, father. I said. He paused for a second like he was looking for the right words. I'm very proud of you. I struggled with my response before I asked, You are? I should have just said thank you, but I was at a loss for the right words. My father had never said that to me before, and every day of my life felt like a struggle to make him proud. He said nothing. Instead, he pulled out a leather gourd and two porcelain cups from his bag. As he poured, he said, Will you drink some sake with your old man? He held the cup out to me while the sun slowly succumbed to sleep behind him in the red and purple sky. The moon was like a ghost, and the stars were steadily glowing into brightness, like an army of souls reanimating in the night. Yes, of course, father, I said, trying to hide my smile. He had never shared sake with me either. I took my cup and said thank you with a bow. I looked down at the clear liquid and saw a warped picture of myself in its reflection. Sake wasn't new to me, but it felt special that night, like it was my first time. I finished my cup in one gulp and he refilled it. Above us, a legion of stars now glittered and sparkled with pride like the court of the gods themselves were watching us. I listened to the music of nature as I waited for my father to speak again. Competing orchestras of insects and animals buzzed, cackled, and chirped around us in the dark. You know the meat is cooked when you can smell it, my father said while he took the skewers that held the roasted meat. You don't want it to cook for too long, he said before he passed them to me. 
I held our skewers and waited for them to cool, while he picked up sticks and threw them on the embers to encourage the flames. They flared and cracked back up, warming my legs from the cold moon winds. When he sat down, we ate, and the meat tasted the way I liked it. Afterward, my father grabbed my empty cup and poured more sake. With a full belly, I watched him and wondered what made that night special. Tomorrow, I said. What about it? Do you think we will win? He was silent. The sounds of the night lost their comforting buzz as I waited for an answer. Our clan has never lost in battle, he said while he stared into the fire. I watched how the orange and red light cascaded and danced to the rhythms of the flames on the side of his face. When I finished my drink, I passed him the white cup, almost as a joke, wondering if he would refill it. With a smile, he poured me another cup. The sweet rice wine lightly burned as it went down, and my muscles softened under its effect. My father laughed boastfully before he grabbed my shoulder and said, Also, we must not forget. We have our secret weapon. What's that? My son, he said. Honor and pride overwhelmed me. I was too happy to speak and felt I must have been blushing. The best I could do was say, Thank you, father. But I don't think I said anything. That bear you killed today was the largest I've ever seen in all the provinces. Really? I asked. It was a large bear, but I didn't know it was exceptional. Your bow skills are better than mine when I was your age, he said before he reached for my empty cup again. I passed it to him, but before he filled it, he held it for a while, and was quiet until he said, Time is strange, son, and he began to pour again. Even a great fire cannot live forever he said before he looked in my eyes. He held out the cup to me and smiled like it pained him. I feared the silence, so I said, I understand, father. He stopped speaking again, and I worried I may have somehow said the wrong thing. Behind him, a perched owl watched us in the distance. The light from our fire reflected in its moon-shaped eyes. I don't think you do, he said before he turned to me again. But that's okay. I did not defend my words, and sat there silent. I wondered what he had meant while gazing at the pale full moon, with the crickets and toads playing their symphonies in the background. My father stopped drinking but continued to pour my cup. At some point, he began telling tales of his youth, the times he had killed and did not feel the honor he expected, the death of his family in the Great Famine, his love for my mother and the samurai named Yusuke Yotoshi that he killed to win her honor. He told me about love and hoped that I'd get to experience it as he did. True love is a gift rarely received, he said. I'll never forget that. I was lying on the warm forest floor while he told me about his nightmares with Yusuke. The dead samurai visited him in his dreams, recounting haunting memories they had shared while training under the same master. His voice cracked while speaking of those times, and I thought maybe he was crying, but I could not see in the darkness. I had never seen my father shed a tear before, and I never would. I could not see his face in the shadow any longer. The embers and coals glowed when the wind blew. The secrets he revealed that night told a different story of a man I thought I knew, into a portrait of who he truly was. It felt like I was getting to know him for the first time, and the puzzle of my universe was coming together. I thought we would both die the next day, and that's why he acted that way. I didn't speak of the upcoming battle anymore, but I can't remember much from then on. The last thing I think he said to me was, When I die, 
whether tomorrow or in fifty years, I want you to find my katana. Promise me this. I promise, I said with my words fumbling out of my drunk lips. Remember, he said as the dark world spun around me. Remember. I can't tell you when I fell asleep, but I think it happened after that. I slept a deep sleep that night but dreamt of nothing, only blackness. When I awoke, my head pulsated, and the yellow sun was bright in the middle of the vast, cloudless sky. Our fire was black and extinguished into soot. I called out, but no one was there. My father had left and taken everything with him, even my horse. He left me bear meat, its hide, the rest of the sake, and the naginata. But that was it. It was noon. I knew that by the position of the sun. We were supposed to march to Kyoto by then. It felt like my fault. Maybe father tried to wake me but I wouldn't get up. I drank too much the night before. How could he let me do that? Without my horse, it took me hours to walk to the nearest city. The streets were empty. Shops and restaurants were open but didn't advertise it. I approached the owner of a ramen shop and he said the samurai passed through earlier in the day and said the townsfolk should prepare for a possible invasion. It happened in the morning though, and there had been no news. I thanked the man for the info. I then saw a tan and wrinkled old animal merchant with a horse, and I offered to buy it with the bit of money I had. Seeing I was naive and from nobility, she demanded I give her my bear coat as well. I did, and rode off on my new horse to the land of the misty hills. The sun had almost set by the time I reached the battlefield. It was clear to me who won. The smell of rusty metals filled the air as the men of my clan lay beheaded in the red-soaked field. Ravens and vultures fought and dined on their flesh. My feet squished under the mud, and flies buzzed by my ears as I searched the armored bodies for my father. I eventually saw his helmet on the floor with the face of his iron mask broken off. I shivered as I looked up to see a raven eating from the open neck wound of his body. I leaned on his body and wept for him like a child that was scared to be alone. The hundreds of headless samurai were the embarrassing audience I hid my face from. I don't know how long I cried there, but by the time I looked up, the sky had turned dark, and the mist was thick. It covered the moon and the stars, but I could see clearly. A horde of fireflies by the thousands glowed and hovered like tiny suns in the field. Like lanterns in a graveyard, they brought beauty to that horrific place, and I admired them for it. The battlefield must have been their home. I pulled my father's blade from his chest and touched it on my unprotected abdomen. Killing myself in his honor seemed like the right answer. The slightest grace of the edge was enough to draw blood but I couldn't do it. I screamed shameful things to myself into the air when I dropped the sword. Japanese culture tells us only a coward cannot take his own life, and I thought that must be what I am. The night before was the closest I had ever been with my father. I couldn't stop thinking about it. My imagination filled up with future adventures and battles, father and son, side by side. But in reality, I stood alone in the finale of our story. With my hands shaking, I rested his katana on my lap and admired it. I gripped it again and examined the blade, hearing his words in my mind. Find my sword. The handle shook loose like a broken thing and felt wrong in my hand. In both directions, I turned my grip and it snapped off. The cloth that bound it dangled as if tampered with. Wrapped around the inner blade handle was a folded note. I opened it and read, Dear son, before you were born, I had another son. I loved him very much, but he died from a mysterious illness. 
Your birth mother was a slave from another province who had hidden her pregnancy when I purchased her. After you were born, she tried to escape, and I killed her. I took you in because you looked like my boy and raised you in my son's place. This is why I left you. You're not Minamoto blood, and this was not your battle. Your honor belongs only to you now. You were not born as my son, but this is my last gift to you as a father. Do not seek revenge and live the gift of your life to its proper end. I love you. Signed, your father. Memories flashed in my mind. Certain moments throughout my childhood began to make sense, and my tears dried as it all hit me. In that foggy place, I thought about what this meant, and all the implications. I also questioned the relationship with the woman who raised me, but I wasn't angry. I pulled the leather gourd out and swished around to hear the rest of the sake. Without a cup, I drank what splashed at the bottom and wished I could share it with my father. I hope you enjoyed the show. This story is particularly special to me because I put a lot of myself in the main character. And just like all the other stories, you can find it on Amazon. If you type in Son of a Samurai by Elazar Guzman, that's E-L-E-A-Z-A-R-G-U-Z-M-A-N. Find me on social medias at The Only Elazar. And yeah, see you next time. Bye.